Welcome to Empower Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Jutine. And I'm Phil Stepp. Um, today we're talking to Katie Vanslake. Um, she's joining us on the show. She's an avid hunter, outdoors woman. She's a farmer. She's got horses and a makeup artist. And she's a wonderful singer. Um, so thank you so much for joining us. No problem. I'm so excited. Like I said, you're my first podcast ever. So That's, that's we awesome. We are honored. We are honored. This is great. Uh, and I had uh, messaged her recently about being on this podcast, and she immediately wrote me back. And I was like, oh, so excited. <laughs> so it was great. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like in the last couple of years, I have keep kept seeing your Instagram profile pop up and like, you know, explore whatever that is. And um, specifically, it just, that's kind of how we discovered you. And so um, it was really interesting to start following you and you're fun to follow and everything on Instagram and Facebook and all of that. Um, but I was looking at your profile and you've been hunting for a really long time. And so we kind of dug back in your profile, found all these hunting and horse picks from years past. And so how did you really get into hunting and the outdoors and what kind of has started and fueled your passion for that? So hunting and horses started pretty much at the same time, like literally out of the womb. Um, my mom, my mom hunts too, but the horses was more of mine and her thing. Um, so we would travel the country and show quarter horses. And I did that through, I guess last year. And then I've had younger horses, so I haven't been able to, um, show as much. So I've started hunting more seasons that I normally do. I normally just do deer and dove, um, which is in the off season of horse showing, but I started deer hunting probably as soon as I could walk. Um, my dad got me out there so early, you know, we would do ground blinds when I was really little. And then we started going into box blinds when I was just a little bit older and I would, you know, take a space heater and like sleep on the ground until, or on the floor (laughs) of the, of the box until a deer came out. And then my dad would shake me awake and, you know, it was just so exciting. And, um, I shot my first deer when I was 10 and I think that was mostly just because I went through a couple of years where horses was just, I was horse crazy, you know? Yeah. And so then I shot my first year when I was 10 and it was juvenile weekend and I shot a doe in the morning and an eight pointer at night and then a doe the next day. And so it was just, Whoa. you know, <laughs> went in hard. Um, yeah. But yeah, after that, I mean, it's just always been the bonding thing between me and my dad. And um, I say that, but my mom shot the biggest buck out of all of us, but <laughs> um <laughs> But, you know, it was just always a bonding thing. Time on the road with my mom. And then it got to the point where I was going out more than he was and going out by myself and taking friends hunting. And um, so I owe my love for the outdoors to both my parents. But my dad was definitely the um, the one that pushed it harder. That's amazing. I mean, Th- that's really where, you know, ours started as well. I know for Allie, that that's definitely the case. You know, our family basically is the, the reason why we both share this passion. Mm-hmm. So, and I was going to comment on your shooting your first deer at 10. Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, that up here, um, until recently, you had to be 12 uh, to, to legally hunt. Yep. And, and I spent my first three years never even saw a deer. So we're in, we're in you know, northern Minnesota uh, where there's, there's more wolves than deer. 
<laughs> in a lot of areas. Um, so the fact that you got, went out and on your first day you shot a doe and a buck and then a doe the next day is pretty remarkable. Yeah. I will say I've been a little spoiled by hunting career. Um, Tennessee isn't known for their the huge bucks that we have. You know, we do have really big deer, but they're just not as, um, I guess they're just few and far between. Like you'll get a monster, but then, you know, and there's certain areas where you can, but then the whole state isn't super rich with like, um, massive deer. And so, but we do have a really big deer population. And so we have a ton of does and that was the eight point of the shot was a cull buck. And so my dad let me shoot him, but I've been spoiled because we have a 300 acre farm in the middle of, um, a really high like town population. And so there are farms still, but, um, we're one of the last larger farms in the area. And so, um, we have a lot of the deer population around us. And so I've just never had to really hunt hard for doe. You know, we just, we're allowed to kill three a day here. And so our population is not hurting. Right. And, um, so that Intensive was, harvest, was huh? yeah. And so like last year I didn't even shoot a buck, um, because I'm just waiting on a good one. And I, I, you know, I didn't even call out like I usually do last year. And so, um, you know, bucks aren't as easy to come by, but if you want to go shoot a doe, you can pretty much just go out once if you know the area and find one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was a little spoiled with that growing up, but, um, yeah, it was a very special weekend getting into it and going in there with a bang and then going to school and telling everyone and all the boys saying they got a doe. And I'm like, well, I got two does. So that was fun. <laughs> so there's a, a lot of pressure then since your farm is where it's located. So there's a lot of pressure from, you know, more, more people around. Right. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, and I, it, it has been hard though, because, um, we do have some trigger happy little boys living around us. So <laughs> it is hard to grow the deer the way we want to, um, you know, with us, we let everything pass until it's just, a, you know, monster. And so, um, well, I say monster We're we're our standards get higher, you know, as the years go on. And so my biggest buck was like a one forty eleven pointer, but, um, the biggest buck to come off of our farm has been a one sixty four, and we've had a one sixty three um that's those are big bucks so the, i mean so there's those are good bucks they're not you know iowa and illinois and stuff like that yeah but it's it's all relative to your area you know so what what your you know trophy animal is in tennessee or where you live is different than where we live so right. that's that's amazing well, and i'll tell you that we've got some big body deer but my biggest my biggest buck is a 143 so I mean, it's all relative. And so we, we let them pass a lot. My buddy shot a 182 five miles down the road um, four years ago. So it's, and he lives on a pumpkin farm. So they were getting very good nutrition and whatnot. But um, yeah, this year is my first year bow hunting, or no, it's my second year bow hunting, but it's my first year that I'm really going to go hard for a buck with my bow. Last year I was still hunting with rifle a lot. And I got a I got a doe with my bow, um, but this year I'm hunting out of state for the first time. I'm going to South Carolina for sure, and then there's a couple other places I might be going. But um, yeah, I, I'm really just upping my standards with my rifle. So if I go out with my rifle, like I'm not really going to pull the trigger unless it's 150 or up. But with my sure. bow, I'm just I'm really going after it for like a challenge for myself. And mm-hmm. um, so you know the trophy with a bow to me at least is a little bit 
lower than with my rifle just because it's so much harder and you get them so much closer. So if it's a 125, I'm probably going to, you know, sink an arrow into it. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Hey, that would be my standard as well, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yes. So um, I'm excited for that. And uh, you also have, like, a ton of other interests. I kind of mentioned them. Like, you do makeup tutorials. You obviously we talked about your horses a little bit, you're a singer. Um, but it also, I think it makes it easy for a lot of people to kind of relate with you and, you know, because a lot of people have those interests as well. But what I really, really liked about you and and being able to talk to you about it is that, you know, some people that might be watching you for your makeup tutorials also then see your hunting and your passion for that. And they, they might get interested in it. So can you talk a little bit about that, that life kind of in the spotlight and, you know, and how, how it's kind of changed your life um, a little bit? I mean, I'm an only child. I had to come up with stuff to keep myself entertained. So I just started doing, um, you know, a lot of hobbies. And so I always, you know, show horses. That was the main one going through high school and college. But, um, you know, in college, I didn't really wear makeup till college. Um, But then I just got into it for some reason and started doing I think I just have an artist, like an artistic bone in my body. And so I would uh, do my friends in the dorms makeup and I would um, do their hair and stuff. And then for a minute there, I thought that that's kind of what I wanted to do. And so I was going to plan on finishing my management degree and then go to um, cosmetology school and then, you know, try to do hair and makeup. And then all of a sudden, I guess it was not this past April, but the April before that, I just posted a picture on my farm that I was just in my boots and jeans, like literally was not doing anything. And I had like a camo hat on and it was like the most random picture. And it just got posted on like a bunch of different accounts. And then I started getting these random followers. Like I had 4,000 followers for like three years. Like it was all just horse people and like people I knew. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden I just started getting all these followers. And then like by CMA Fest in June, I had like 25,000. And then by... (laughs) Um, when was it? I think it was September. I keep up with these dates just so I can remember. I think it was September 21st. I had 50,000 November 14th. I had 14,000 and then, um, or yeah, November 14th. uh, Yeah. November 14th, a hundred thousand and then 200,000 by April, like 21st or something like that. I mean, it's been crazy. And so I, agree that I love bringing other people into the outdoor world that normally wouldn't and I've had girls message me saying that they went and bought their first bow because of me and that like literally made me want to cry it made me so happy (laughs) and um you know just I get I have girls message me a lot that say that you know their boyfriends told them that they couldn't wear makeup going hunting or that you know they didn't know that camo there were camo camo companies that made clothes to fit girls correctly or you know and so then they just got more into it because they felt more comfortable in it and so that made me feel so much better about what I was doing because I get so much hate for it um I get so much hate for wearing makeup while hunting or you know caring about my appearance while I'm in the outdoors or whatever and people just didn't understand that those were two of my interests that just coincided and it makes me feel so much better about it that girls will text me or message me saying that it made them feel more comfortable in the outdoors that somebody else was doing it too. And that they didn't feel alone that they wanted to put on eyeliner before they went hunting or, you know, um, that they could have 
that outdoor interest and still feel like a girl and stuff like that. And so that um, that's probably one of the best things that I feel like has come out of Instagram. I've never really understood why people care if if someone wears makeup when they go hunting. Right? <laughs> like, what do, the, the deer isn't going to see you. Yeah, I mean, if anything, you know, it's probably going to make your, your face less shiny in the sun, you know? <laughs> Depending on how many sparkles you put on, right, Katie? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. How, how, how much? Uh, that is true. Turkey hunting, I had to refrain from the sparkles. <laughs> yeah, you don't want you don't that. want sparkles for turkey. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I totally agree with that, and that's that's why I think it's really really cool what you're doing. And I mean, for me as also a female and, and a hunter, I don't want to have to change who I am and what I like all my hobbies, right? Just so that I can fit into this mold of being a hunter. And so I think that's. That's really amazing what you're what you're doing and and I hope you feel good about it. So it's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um you also mentioned the the haters a little bit and I know you have a little highlight reel. <laughs> um <laughs> and I I actually get some kicks out of out of that. I'll so, have to watch that. I haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah. Um so how do you really handle those kind of negative that negativity that some people kind of throw out there? I'm not going to lie that it gets to me sometimes. And I've had a couple of like little mini meltdowns um, because there's a couple of pages that dedicate their lives to making fun of like the hunting girls and stuff. And mm-hmm. which I think is just pathetic in the best. I mean, it's just ridiculous in my opinion, but um, there's been a couple of times that they'll twist what I posted or they'll um, just anything that like one little thing, if I do it, wrong in their eyes or something they'll post about it and so a couple of times um just because non-hunting people don't bother me it's the Mm -hmm. hunting people that comment and hate on me that actually really get to me um so you know i'll get death threats being like you know we should kill your family because you kill animals those don't bother me like i'm just Mm -hmm. like y'all are stupid i'm gonna block you but it's the people who actually share my interests that think that I'm the stupid one or that I'm the one ruining the industry in their words that bother me, um, that get to me. And so those, those sometimes I have to like actually sit down and like talk myself out of being upset, but, um, pretty much any other hate I've just learned to laugh at honestly, Mm -hmm. um, because people are ridiculous and, like in my highlight reel it's called stupid people so um yeah i just i i find them funny but yeah the hunting the hunting um side of it really does bother me sometimes but i just have you know my friends will talk to me or i i you know i'll go be going through where i'm sad about it and then i'll get a message from a girl you know saying thank you for doing what you do and thank you for getting me into bow hunting and stuff and that'll make it better but um Learning to laugh at the other parts really did help, but I'm still struggling with the hunting part of it. Well, you're, you hit the nail on the head there with that, and the anti-hunting community, they're always going to be against us and what we do. They don't understand that hunting is way better than getting beef from a feedlot. It's ignorance. You know, but it is 100% ignorance. But um, what we need to do as hunter men and women and fishermen and women, uh, we need to make sure that no matter what type of hunting or fishing it is or what type of, or who's involved with it, that we stick together. We don't have time at this point in our world history. We don't have time to fight between each other. Uh, we need to stand together, whether you're a bear hunter, a hog hunter, a deer hunter, a woman hunter, whatever it might be. Woman? 
Well, not a woman hunter. Oh a woman God. that hunts. A woman hunter. You can edit that part out or just leave it. It'll be funny. No, it's but, good. but you know what I'm saying. It doesn't matter what you do, um, you know, or, or where you are or where you come from. To hate someone else for, you know, being pretty when they go hunting is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. But. My boyfriend, he, because he's the one who, like, has to hear me cry about it sometimes. He's like, I mean, he's like, I wish I could say this, but he's like, no one would be hating on you unless, like, they were jealous of you. Right. But, you know, and so I hate being like, well, they're just jealous. But I think that comes along with it, even if it's not, um, even if it's just, like, your subconscious being jealous. But, you know, all these dudes hand, hand, uh, hating on the females that are getting product or getting exposure or getting opportunities to hunt in places that they might not get to. You know, they may think that we're ruining the industry, but if it comes down to it, they're probably just jealous that they're not getting to go on these cool hunts. I mean, yep, that's exactly yeah, what it is. If you want to go on cool hunts, you got to be cool. I mean, <laughs> sorry about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, what people don't understand is people that just because you hunt does not mean you get a TV show or that you get, you know, free product. Like, I'm a good hunter. It's literally you're putting work in the industry behind the scenes and networking with people and it's way more than just like hunting if you really want to get into the industry so it's it's just fascinating how some people confuse that with like you know and they have no ability if they're hating on you for that they have no ability to go on these cool hunts on their own yeah Allie and i go on really cool hunts but we make it happen and so do you people that sit back and hate they just either are too lazy or probably i don't know not smart enough to figure out on their own. I don't know. Well, with the social media thing as well and the TV aspect of it, you know, there are probably girls or dudes who could, you know, hunt a million times better than me, have so much more knowledge than me, but there is also a point to where it's um, a presentation as well. And so there are some people that just, you know, they thrive in front of a camera or they thrive um, in social situations and so that's a skill in itself that put together with hunting is what makes up the people who are on tv or who go to the shows and um you know put on a show you know it's it's not necessarily just because we hunt better or just because people um are given stuff for free but they have this other skill set you know right being personable, being likable, charismatic. There's so many other... And genuinely caring about our sport. Right, exactly. You know I mean? That's that's the whole point of this podcast, too, is to get people involved that normally thought it wasn't possible because they see on TV, they see, well, that person must be, you know, an excellent hunter. I'm, I'm not the world's best hunter either. In Nobody, fact, far you can't far, really say yeah. any... You know, Nobody. I'm not. So. <laughs> so. No, I, I learned so much. I, I've been so excited this whole year because... Instagram has presented me with so many more opportunities to hunt other game. Like I went on my first snow goose hunt this year. I went on a couple and then I went on a hog hunt for the first time and I'm looking forward to duck hunting this upcoming season. And it's just presented an opportunity for me to extend the love that I have for the outdoors, you know, to get into other things that I've never had the opportunity to do. Yeah. You know, people hate on, well, you went with an outfitter for the snow goose. I'm like, okay, we'll find a snow goose in Tennessee. Where am I, where am I going to go? Yeah. Where are you going to start? Yeah. Yeah. You know, have to start somewhere too. Like in any, if you're going to start a new type of hunting, I'm going on a archery elk hunt. I've never archery elk hunted ever. We don't have elk in Minnesota really. Well, we do some, but you know, and I'm going with an outfitter as well. So and I'm doing, I'm doing Wyoming antelope for the first time this year. I'm doing that 
you know, do it yourself, but just cause there's more, that's more of a do it yourself kind of hunt. If I was doing something like what Allie's doing, I definitely gra- grab an outfitter. Well, so, that's the thing. Like my dad, I can go deer hunt, um, in my area at least very proficiently and know what I'm doing. That's because that's what I grew up doing. So my dad taught me to do, um, you know, I can go like I was planning a dove field the other day. I know how to do that. I know how to go dove hunting, but elk hunting, snow goose hunting. I didn't know anything about those. And so who else to learn from if you don't have anyone in your family or friends who does it than to go with an outfitter. And so I, that's why I don't understand the hate of outfitters. Yeah. And certainly don't pass it up if you're invited. That's just, I don't know what the word is for that. That's some sort of new kind of stupid, I guess. <laughs> Let's just not hate this whole time. Really. <laughs> um, so, you know, you're doing all these things. You're a makeup artist. You're, you know, you like horses, you like hunting, fishing, everything like that. What, I mean, I know your life has become much different now that, you know, we just talked about with the social media aspect. What's a typical day for you? I mean, you wake up in the morning. I'm sure they're all different. But like, you know, walk us through like a typical day of what you do. I don't really have a set schedule. I was um, at an expo all weekend. So I slept in a little this morning and then um, I am trying to start my YouTube channel. And so I filmed all of turkey, turkey season. And so I had to send it off to an editor for that just because that was way above my pay grade. But I'm starting, (laughs) I'm starting doing um, makeup tutorials for YouTube. And so I bought all of my equipment, except I need to go get a couple more things to start. So that's what I'm doing today. Um, after we get off this, I'm going to go and just run some errands and get tags for trucks and that kind of thing. But generally in a day, I try to fit a workout, go take care of my horses. Um, you know, whether it's going down and just getting them out and bathing them or, um, actually riding them right now, I have a couple that are lame. So they take some other, um, you know, things to take care of them right now. And then, um, I'll try to either do a makeup tutorial or like some kind of like if I have time, I'll do a makeup tutorial because I feel like my female audience, which is smaller, I don't tend to them um, as much with my posts sometimes. And so I try to do that so that they have a chance to ask about makeup questions and stuff like that. Um, But generally, like my dad will come home at five. He'll tell me, you know, we're going to put in this spot or we're going to do this with the cows or something like that. So I just help them. Um, yeah, so I don't really have a set day. Like sometimes we'll I'll go fishing during the day or sometimes I'll go and ride all day long or I'll have a plan and I'll be running errands all day. So really it's just not consistent at all. <laughs> no, that's good though. That that makes it that makes every day interesting. Yeah. Well, and it's flexible for kind of what you're what you're kind of doing. So how many um head of cattle do you guys have? I think it's about eighty right now. Um we don't have the land space to have pretty much any more than that but they're all registered semangus and so um we have a registered this time. so we'll we'll raise steers and we'll take them to um a sale in i think missouri is the one that we go to it's the wheeler brothers sale and so we raised some of those for that and that's um we had the highest selling steer last year so that was cool or bull wow. highest selling bull last year and so um my dad works with a couple of farms um that have a larger head and so we have a registered herd, so we'll do um, like embryo transferring and we'll do um, artificial insemination and stuff with different bulls and try to get um, a different crop every year um, with different bulls from all over the country and stuff. And so that's kind of my dad's, um, he calls himself a hobby farmer because <laughs> he, he loves it and it's, it's kind of like a fun thing for him. And so pretty much any crop, 
um, farming we do is for deer. So, um, or whatever season that we're going into. Okay. We- yeah, I'll have to ask you about your dove plots too, because here in northern Minnesota, Wisconsin, um, nobody hunts doves, but there are quite a bit around. And uh, I think next year, it's too late here now because we only have about a 100-day growing season. Um, but next year, I'll shoot you a message before next spring because I want to plant some dove fields. Okay. Yeah, we planted sunflowers and some um, millet and, oh, what did Dad say that he did? There was a couple of other, like, little things that he, we don't normally do that he threw in there this year. Um, but we did that, and then we're also maybe going to do a um, wheat field not for the dove, but for the deer that we're going to plant here in a couple of weeks. And then there's, what did we just do? We just did turnips and we did soybeans and rape. And yeah, I think that's all we've planted so far. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. I'm going through it right now. So yeah. Oh, what kills me is I got, I got so much crap on my, um, I posted just like a little video of me on the tractor and I had makeup on cause I went somewhere that morning. And I got so much crap being like, oh, my God, your dad was just doing it. And then you hopped on there for the video. I'm like, good God. How, how dare you? How dare you? What's yeah. next? You're wearing makeup on a tractor? What's next? Well, I'm just, I'm just like, I don't want to defend myself to everyone. But I'm like, I spent like four hours on that tractor when I took that video. Like, get off me. Like, Yeah. It's like, it's like they're trying to take that away from you, which is just not not cool. But I think I did see that. I also saw that. But, ugh. Um, so we did have a question I had posted on um, the Empower Outdoors Instagram page. Um, and we had a girl on there, outdoor girl Jenna. She asked, um, what's the best hunting experience you've ever had? Okay, so, which I've had some really cool experiences the past year hunting different, um, like, the, like the snow geese and stuff. But the one that just like pops in my mind immediately is my biggest buck that I ever shot um, because I had come home from college. It was Thanksgiving week. And so that was, that's pretty much when they were rutting um, that year, but it was kind of on the tail end of it. And I had hunted all week that I was home um, morning and night. One of my cousins went with me one morning, but other than that, I was by myself the entire time and I didn't see a single deer except for like one doe for four or five days, which was so not normal. It was so not typical of, um, our hunting season. And I was just, it was hot. It was like way warmer than normal. And it was just like, not the normal rut. I was frustrated. And then at, I think it was like four fifty in the afternoon, which was like right before, um, it was getting dark. I like look up cause I hadn't even been paying attention. Cause I was just mad at like everything. And I look up and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's, that's a big buck. But I'm sitting there and I'm like, my dad's not here to tell me that it's a shooter or not. And I'm like, he's going to kill me if it's not big enough. And so, but I was like, you know, screw it. I'm going to shoot it. So, you know, this all happened, this, all these thoughts happened within like five seconds. And so I like, you know, got my gun up, made sure it was a good shot. And I think it was like 167 yards or something like that. And, um, it's still my favorite plot to, hunt it's an alfalfa plot and um that's where I shot I think three of my five does last year and I mean he stopped broadside and was just perfect and I shot him he ran I think like 30 yards into he was on a tree line he ran into the woods and it got dark like immediately after that and so I just sat in the um stand and waited for my boyfriend at the time and my dad to 
come over and then we all had flashlights and went and looked for him and found him. And the entire time I sat there, I was just thinking like, I just shot a buck for the first time by myself and I don't know if it's big enough. My dad's going to kill me. Like (laughs) I was just like so nervous, but also excited. And so then we found him and my dad was like, this is the biggest buck you've ever shot. It's an 11 pointer. Like, Oh my gosh. And was just hugging me and like saying how proud he was of me. And it was just like, that is by far the coolest hunting memory I've ever had. Um, Just because it was so different. I didn't, it was by myself, but yet I got to share it with my family too. And, it was cool. Right. That's a great story. That's the best. I got, I have like goosebumps right now. Cause that's, that's so cool. Um, just getting to, you know, feel like empowered and doing that on your own. But then, like you said, the whole kind of camaraderie of hunting and having your family there is awesome. So, and that was in 2015. That, okay. And I'm sure your dad was, even if it was a smaller deer or whatever, you probably still would have been proud of you. You probably were freaking out for nothing. <laughs> So Shoot, the only first time he's ever been mad at me was I shot, I took a boy hunting. Um, yeah, I took a boy hunting, but <laughs> that's always been funny. I've never had a boy take me hunting until Jonathan, who I'm dating right now. Um, I've always been the one to take the boys hunting and I took one hunting during bow season, but I used a crossbow and I was for sure that this deer didn't have brow tines until I, I uh, got up to it and he had little bitty brow tines. I was like, crap. And so I thought it was a um, cold buck, but it wasn't. So he was not very happy about that. But Aww. So you got all this stuff going on. What, what do you got coming up for this fall? I mean, you got some, some good trips planned? I'm going to be getting a call today or tomorrow um, telling me that I can actually disclose what it is. But I will be doing some TV stuff um, in the next couple of months and into next year. And so that's going to be really exciting. It's not going to be a hunting show per se um there's going to be a lot more to it but um i'm going into a existing show and becoming the host and i'm pretty excited about it that's amazing i'll be able to say like you know all the details what it is and i'll start you know traveling to film but as of right now i'm not allowed to say that but um, (laughs) but yeah it's i'm excited for that and i'm excited for i think i'm I'm like, it's like 85% sure that I'm going on a velvet hunt in August um, in South Carolina. So I'm pretty excited for that because I've never hunted outside of state, let alone a velvet buck hunt with my bow. Right. Not a lot of people have. Not a lot of people have, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's as of right now, I'm just trying to kind of keep some space open in my schedule for in case things pop up. Um, but I'm, oh, I'm also, I just booked a Kansas hunt for next year. So. I'm excited about it, but that's a long way away. <laughs> well, that's that sounds like you got a lot going on. Actually, it's funny. I've been looking at a South Carolina hunt this year, too, because I found out I might be down there for work. So who knows? We might end up with the same outfit. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. I, I'm not sure if I'm going to yet, but uh, I'm hoping to. And then also, um, Sporting Classics Magazine will be coming out with um, me and Allie Butler on the cover, which will be really, really fun in the next couple of months. Awesome. Yeah, I... I'll be looking forward to it. Yeah, <laughs> That's and, sweet. And make sure you use us as a resource too for anything uh, northern Minnesota or Wisconsin. Yeah. I live in I live in northwestern Wisconsin and Allie lives in northeast Minnesota. So We have a lot we, of good fishing up here too. I know that you're you're kinda more into hunting, but I know you do some fishing as well. But fishing that's an interesting uh, I have an interesting relationship with fishing. Um, <laughs> I grew up like despising fishing. I hated it. I thought it was boring. I never wanted to go. 
Um, I didn't like touching fish. I would just like, I would gut a deer, fine. But I, if you want me to touch fish, like, uh-uh, not having it. And then I realized like all my friends fish, my boyfriend fishes, my family goes on fishing trips and I'm like the only one that hates it. So I kind of forced myself into liking it now. It's still not like my preference, but I actually do enjoy it sometimes now. And I'll go bass fishing on our ponds and stuff. And we went deep sea fishing the first time this year. And that I had a blast doing. Um, But it's still not like I'm going to go fishing by myself. But, you know, if my buddies are going, I've like, I've made it a, um, I've I've gotten myself into it to where I, I like it enough to go fishing with my buddies and have fun doing that. But it's, yeah, hunting is still my favorite thing. I'm with you there. I love fishing and I used to fish a lot more, but hunting is, if I have to pick one or the other, I'm going hunting. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, we do have hunting up here too. I just, yeah. you know, we have 10,000 lakes more than that. So it's kind of a big thing up here. Um, so the last thing I kind of wanted to ask you about, we wanted to know within, you know, where do you see your career within the industry taking you or where do you kind of want it to go? Last year, I would have never have thought that I would a have this many followers on Instagram. B I would have a TV opportunity and C that I would have the friends in the outdoor industry that I have now. Um, so honestly, I'm just leaving it up to God and letting him take me on the path that he wants me to go on. And I'm just trying not to stay in his way. And um, yeah, I just, I don't know, but I'm excited for whatever it brings. Well, that's a good plan. Yeah, that's definitely good. Good way to think about it, I guess. Yeah, it sounds like you got, you got a lot going on. <laughs> we really appreciate you being on the show and, you know, sharing a little bit of your life with us and. Hopefully you enjoyed it as well. So I, I had so much fun. I love any talking hunting I'm all about. And thank you so much for asking me. Thanks for tuning in to Empower Outdoors podcast. In our next episode, we'll be talking to Scott Einsman, who is an outdoor writer, an avid bow hunter, who writes for bowhunting360.com and archery360.com. So we're really excited to talk to him and we hope that you tune in for the next episode.